Right to be read podcast, episode number 37. Interview with Josh Alage. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Right to be Read podcast. That's the podcast which inspires and encourages writers. I'm your host, Annie Alexander, and I'm really happy to have you back. Well, uh, these days I'm doing my best not to get obsessed by the statistics and the traffic figures, and I'm uh, checking those quite rare. But I did it recently, and um, I found out two things. Uh, one good thing and one not so good thing. So... The first one which made me very, very happy was that there are actually many people who listen to this podcast. And there are many who most probably listen to every new episode that comes out, which really uh, makes me happy. I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, a big shout out to all of you over there. You're awesome and you make my day. Also, um, besides this, I realized that most of you have never been to my website, which is okay, I, I don't mind. But at the same time, it kind of makes me think, why should I spend so much time on my website in this case? So uh, if the reason you haven't been there is just because you don't know the, the URL, uh, well, here it is. It's www.annealexander.com. And I really hope that you will get some time to check it out and see what I have there uh, because uh, I've created free resources there for you. I'm writing a blog posts there as well. And it's, it's just a place where you can find out a bit more about the topics we cover. And uh, it's a place uh, which I've created and don't feel ashamed of. So just, you know, whenever you feel like that, go and check it out, www.annealexander.com. Okay, and after such a long intro, we can start the show. Today, my guest is Josh Alatch. He's the chief executive angel of SavingAngels.com. He has been on TV and radio more than 1,000 times in more than 100 different cities. He owned a newspaper. He writes a syndicated column to 1.5 million readers. He has created more than 8 million in free advertising for his company, and he has taught very large audiences how to do the same thing. So now, in this interview, we will try to learn some things from him as well. Hello, Josh. I'm really happy to have you on my show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Ani. I'm, I'm very happy to be here, and I'm so excited to be able to share this message with writers and those who are looking to earn more money as a writer, because I've I've helped a lot of good people. And so I'm excited for what I'm about to share with you in this program. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm excited for the writers, too, because I'm sure that, uh, uh, first of all, we never covered this topic before. Um, so it's something new and it's something they haven't heard about during these podcast episodes. So I'm really excited about that too. We're, we're entering a new area, let's say. 
And second, I'm sure that it's it's a practical thing that they can use in in their journey to becoming a, a writer. And why not becoming a famous writer, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and and I will be so bold to say, Ani, that of all the topics that we could talk about, this subject that we're going to talk about today could make one of the biggest impacts on the business of being a writer than just about anything else that we could that we could discuss. Okay, and I, I have a feeling we started with the suspense because we didn't mention the topic yet. So uh, <laughs> we've been teasing it, and everyone's like, "What are you guys going to talk about?" Yeah, this exactly. Is be good. So, guys, uh, what we're going to talk about is the PR in all its aspects. So, Josh Alech is is the PR guy. He's the expert and he knows much, much more than I do. And he will be um, teaching us how and what to do in order to become famous through the PR. So, let's start with the very, very first steps. So, I, I presume that most of the writers and anyone who, who wants to succeed wants to get from the point like, who's this person, to the point when Everyone knows who this person is. So let's see, what are the very first steps? What should someone do if he wants to have some kind of PR coverage around him? Sure. So, uh, you know, one of the first things that I'd recommend you do is that, you know, again, as authors, we're, we're all very interested in telling a story. But one of the stories that we need to get you know, the most clear on is our own story, because this is the story that is going to become part of our brand. Mm -hmm. And this is the story that we are going to tell when we communicate who we are and why we write and what we do. And if you have a compelling story, then it makes your job of uh, you know, communicating and working with the press so much easier. People who work in the media, journalists, love a good story. Audiences love a good story. Your readers love a good story. So again, so just, you know, keep in mind that, um, you know, we want to get very clear on who we are, why we write, and then practice telling that story. Because, you're going to be doing it a lot <laughs> because as you get more comfortable in working with the media and getting on TV and and having interviews with uh, journalists and getting uh, – and, and journalists don't just include traditional newsrooms. Jour- today's journalists – uh, you know, might, uh, you know, occupy a blog and that's it. But yet they are, in my opinion, every bit of journalist as, you know, someone that you might see on TV. So the same skills from being your own publicist apply. And so being able to tell your story is the first step, Ani. And then beyond that, then I would say we need to be able to communicate that well online because even before we start reaching out to journalists and and large blogs, we need to make sure that our own house is in order. So, for example, we want to make sure that we have a great-looking website. Now, as an author, you aren't expected to have a very big website. You know, really, you want you know you want a page that explains your your work, mm-hmm. at least one. 
You want a page that explains who you are, your bio. You want your pictures. You want nice quality photos. If you have other existing video, then you should absolutely profile that video. Having video of you, and and when I say video, I, I don't mean just you know your typical YouTube video of you just talking you know, with the camera looking up at your nose and, and a light <laughs> behind you and you're all backlit and it looks terrible. Ani, it needs to look good. And and here's why. And this is so key. When you want to establish connections with newsroom journalists in particular, they are going to vet you because newsroom journalists and producers do not like taking risks. They are very risk averse. And so they've had authors on in the past. And experience has taught them that either an author is going to be a very good guest or that author is going to be a very bad guest. And the sad reality is, is that there's a lot of turnover in um, traditional journalism. So what I mean is that um, you know, a TV station might have a bad quarter where the for whatever reading for whatever reason their TV ratings weren't that good. Now, unfortunately, what ends up happening is people lose their job when ratings aren't good, and so producers and journalists get very nervous about taking risks with a journalist who might be a boring guest. And so we want to make sure that you are going to be good. And one of the most effective ways to assure a producer or a journalist that you are going to be a good guest is that you have a very good online presence. So your website is very important, but Ani, also social media is exceptionally important because Mm -hmm. they're going to check that out as well. They're going to check out your website. They're going to check out your Facebook and Twitter and any other uh, social media platforms that you use. And what they want to see is engagement and they want to see that you have an existing audience. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one is that it builds social proof, okay? Mm-hmm. The, you know, they're actively engaged with their audience. And this person is, you know, they are in business for themselves as an author. That's important. They communicate. They don't mind communicating to their audience. And their audience communicates back. And then the second thing, Ani, and this is important, is that a journalist or a producer will say, ooh, this, you know, Ani's got a following. Ani has listeners. Ani Ani has uh, people that are going to watch this story. And they are always looking for ways to increase their own audiences. And so if they see that you've got an active social media following and you're going to be talking all about, hey, make sure you listen, make sure you watch, make sure you click here and read this story, then, then they really love that. And if those pieces are in place, then you are much more likely to get the acceptance, uh, you know, get the okay when you pitch them on your idea. And do you have any, uh, I mean, are there any minimal uh, numbers we can talk about, like uh, social media following? I mean, what are we talking about? Uh, Several thousand Twitter followers or, I don't know, several thousand Facebook page likes or what is the stage they have to get to before Mm -hmm. pitching? 
Mm, that's a great question. And here's the answer. And and that is, is it, it kind of depends because, and it depends on who you're communicating with. If you're communicating with a very large city newspaper, a very large TV station for a very large metropolitan area, then they're going to expect more of you. If you are you know, if you're in a small town and it's not a large prestigious publication, it's um, or maybe you're pitching the weekend hosts, um, then they won't require as much. So if you, let's say you're in the United States and you want to get on the Today Show, you can absolutely get on the Today Show. It's not rocket science. But just know that they are going to vet you much more thoroughly. And you are going to be expected to have more success. You need more buzz. So the more buzz that you have going for you, the more likely you are, it's it's just going to be easier. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying that it's impossible if you don't have much of a following, you're just going to need to work that much harder. If you have a huge following, then you don't have to work as hard. So Ani, you know, in my own experience, you know, now, you know, I've been on, I've been on, you know, I've been on TV or radio more than a thousand times total. Wow. <laughs> I've, I've got a lot of experience. So it's very, very easy for me, you know, and we have a decent following on social media. Our website is very heavily trafficked. It is extremely easy for me to go into a mid-level market um, and when I say mid-level market, you know, a city that's not very big and say, hey, I'm in town um, for the next couple of days. I'd love to come on air and talk about this subject. You know, pretty much if they have the uh, ability to have me on, I can pretty much get on in in most of those markets. Um, the larger ones are a little bit more challenging and, and they always require a little bit more heads up. Um, but it's just, this is something that you can build toward. And it, it is... I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to tease. So we're going to talk about this. Let, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you continue on uh, because <laughs> okay. there's so much I want to share. Because Ani, I'm telling you right now that as an author, if you can develop this skill, regardless if you act as your own publicist or you end up, you know, getting an, another publicist working with you, you need to have this skill. Mm -hmm. And so whether you're not, you're, you're paying somebody else or not, if you have this skill, the business of being an author, a successful money-making author becomes so much easier. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Like uh, some writers, uh, or even many of them, most probably, are introverts, and some yeah. might maybe shy and uncomfortable in front of a camera, let's say, or inexperienced, maybe not even you know very shy. But you know, since it's the beginning, uh, the first time, etc., they may be really shy and kind of tense and stressed. Uh, are there any tips that can help them kind of relax and? you know, look better and act better in front of the camera? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you asked that because it is the reality for a lot of us. And, you know, you'll see the same thing amongst those who are comedians, who are actors, um, anyone who performs for a living. And you'll hear people talk about the fact that, you know, in my personal life, I'm actually really introverted. Um, and that that's, you know, that's a personality type that, you know, half of us are like. But what we have to look at as is when we do what we do, 
you know, for example, you might be introverted, but as a writer, it might not come across in how you write. And so that's a skill that you learned. And I know that's a little bit different, but but there are there are a lot of actors who are very introverted in their personal life. And so they they somehow worked beyond that. So professionally, when they're on stage or mm-hmm. when they're in front of the camera, they shine. And it's because, Ani, they practiced. And that, I can tell you, get it, you know, practicing and working with someone who can provide coaching, um, you know, like what what I provide. And, and we've come up with a really clever way of doing it so that you don't have to pay two, $300 an hour um, for a public relations expert or hire a publicist. You know, we've come up with a more technological, technologically savvy way of doing that. Um, that is going that's going to be what is going to help you become really really good at this. Mhm. Okay, I see. And let's say uh okay, I want to pitch uh, a newspaper or or a TV channel or whatever I choose. What should the pitch include? What should I say about okay. I mean, what they they are interested in? Yeah. Well, so the first thing that I would recommend that you do is and, and and if you look at all of the different things that you could spend your time doing as far as being your own publicist, you know, some people will um you know, they just want to send out, blast out a press release and they just want to pay five, $600, send out a press release. And we call that spray and pray. <laughs> um, so you just kind of, you just kind of throw it up out there all over. And I can tell you from experience. And again, I've done this for about 20 years. I've worked in the media off and on. I, I don't know a single journalist today. Now, press releases used to be extremely effective in the past. Today, most press releases go straight into the recycle bin. Um, you know, journalists just don't have the time. And so here is what I have found works, all right? And, and there's also other ways of doing this. Like you can work with a service called Haro, which is help a reporter out. And you can spend time um, pitching to journalists that you don't have a warm relationship already. And again, that's kind of not how I advocate doing business. I believe that the most effective work that you and I can do as business owners, and again, all authors, whether you like to admit it or not, you are a business owner. And if you want to grow your business of writing, you even if it's uncomfortable for you, you have to network. And you have to network with people who are influencers. So this includes newsroom journalists because they are absolutely influencers. And you have to, in, you have to network with bloggers. You have to uh, network with other authors. And in the case of a newsroom journalist, Ani, the analogy that I like to use is it's very much like going on a date. And so if you just, out of nowhere, you just send a press release or you just all of a sudden just start throwing up all over a, a, a journalist, it's kind of like going on a date and you meet them for the first time and all of a sudden you want to give them like a warm, sloppy kiss. You know, it's just not uh-huh. appropriate right away. You kind of want to wait and hold on, you know, so just, you know, cool your jets, tiger, and uh, let's let's get to know them first. And so the first step is like, for example, if you're online dating, well, you want to kind of search around. You don't want to... 
talk to everybody. And so you want to spend some time and find out which journalists you think you would have the best shot with. And so do they cover you know, you, you want, for example, if there's a if there's a literary reviewer, uh, if there's someone who reviews books, then obviously that would be a that's a sign. <laughs> that's probably someone you should be dating. Uh, if there is someone who is interested in your field, for example, if you write a particular genre and let's say you're a business author, well, you know, obviously you should get to know the business writers. You should get to know those for whom that is their beat. And once you identify who they are, create a list on Twitter. Now, in my experience, Twitter is the most effective tool for initiating contact with a journalist. And you don't want to start off with, again, you know, hitting them up on Twitter and just pitching yourself constantly. Don't do that. Again, (laughs) that's coming on too strong. Because again, if you do that on a date, it's, you know, the date's going to end very early and you're going to be labeled with the creep factor. And we don't want that. It's like, you know, when uh, on Twitter, writers are kind of flooding with messages saying, buy my book, buy my book, or, you know, (laughs) (laughs) check out my book. And, you know, uh, once, twice, and then you kind of end up being put off and don't really want to check the book either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I know as authors, you know, again, we love to self-promote and, and you know, and that's fine. I mean, that's natural, but but we have to respect the rules of social media. And on Twitter, you know, there's kind of a, I've heard different ratios, eight to one, 10 to one, um, you know, maybe as high as six to one where you need to give more than you take. And so with a journalist, you want to pay attention to what they are talking about. And so like if you're on a date, you want to listen to your date and you want to you want to make your date feel special. And so the same thing when you're communicating with a, a journalist uh, or a very popular blogger is, you know, talk about what they're talking about, comment on their story, um, get to the point where you think that they probably would recognize, again, don't, don't go overboard. You know, a couple of comments a week is probably sufficient. And then after a few weeks, you know, again, invest some time in this because it's just like a relationship. If you invest some time in getting to know somebody and building that relationship the right way, then it's going to feel natural and it's going to happen. And guess what? If you do this right, chances are that journalist is going to fall in love with you. <laughs> but but eventually you will get to a point where you'll you'll watch for that opportunity where something is in the news. And you say, you know what? I actually write about this subject. Or if there's, you know, whatever your genre is, if you can apply it to something that's happening in society in some way, that is one of the best ways that you can get your in. And you Use that as a as leverage to when you communicate to a journalist via Twitter to ask for the date. And the date would be where you ask to communicate with them either in a direct message or via email. And so you'd, you'd ask for their email address. That gives you the okay then to send them. And again, you would have said something to the effect of this is happening in the news. 
uh, I actually write a, I actually just wrote a book about this, or I'm actually working on a book about this subject. I'd love uh, if you could, you know, if you'd be willing to take a look at it sometime, or um, if you know, if I could share, you know, share a link with you, and they'll get you the okay, and then you know, you can send it to them via email. Now, your email, Ani. Again, this is kind of where we get into the pitch. Uh, in the email, it needs to be very brief. Very, very short. Do not send a long press release. We want to talk and act like normal people. So we again, we want to form a an effective relationship. And um, that means that, you know, if they give us the okay, that we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna give them 100 kisses. We're just going to give them a polite kiss and, <laughs> you know, work our way up from there. And, and eventually, you know, we'll, we'll have a dialogue back and forth. If they don't respond to you at some point, just it's okay. Don't worry. They're not giving you the cold shoulder. They just get very busy, but just politely, you know, keep, you know, keep a tick, you know, keep, keep it on your file to know what to do. And eventually, you know, you'll form where you'll get the invitation where they'd say, yeah, let's talk about this. And when that happens, that's very exciting. Okay, I see. And when that happens, let's say, how are you managing to keep the balance between, you know, making the news all about you and your book and talking all about yourself all the time and between uh, being interesting as well? Because I presume that, you know, you, you have to cover some other things as well besides yourself and your book. So how, yes. uh, how are you supposed to keep the balance, you know, because I, I I presume that uh, subconsciously you may, you know, want to talk about yourself all the time, but uh, mm -hmm. how to stop that? <laughs> right. So, and that is such an important point, Ani, that, that you brought up. And it, we want to make sure that we don't come across as too self-promoting. Here's what we want. So you can either go for the short easy win. Like, for example, you already have the interview and you can go and you can talk all about me, me, me. And you know what? It'll probably turn into a piece and it'll be very self-serving, you know, why you're there. And you'll likely never hear back from that journalist again. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want you to do. And I want you to think about this more long term. What I want you to do is I want you to build long-term relationships where you cannot just be someone who came out with that book that one time. Okay? I want you to be an industry expert in whatever your genre is, whatever your subject of expertise is. Uh, if there is news in the publishing world, maybe they might consider talking to you about the business of being an author. And that might be a possibility. But I want you to think about like If there were stories that would come up from time to time in the news, you know, is there anything that you could serve as a source for? It doesn't have to, you don't have to go in and do a long form interview all the time, but how can you be of service to that journalist? Because remember when I was talking about how producers and journalists don't like to take risks, mm -hmm. what they would rather do rather than have a bunch of different people that are always coming in, there's a big revolving door and it's always somebody new, they would rather 
have a team of experts that they can rely on that are going to show up and they are going to do a really great job. The journalist who's writing a story and they're on a deadline knows that you are available to answer questions you know, in fairly quick order and you are going to give them exactly what they need. And so what they need they need to serve their audience. And that's the mindset that you should have. It's not, look, you will get the credit you deserve. But if you go in with a servant's heart, where you think about that audience and what's in it for the audience, then you are going to be asked back time and time again, if you can have that that mindset. And you can also get the performance skills down. Mm-hmm, I see. And there are so many media options out there. Is there any specific uh, strategy one should follow or any specific criteria by which you should choose the media you want to be on? Yeah. And it depends largely on what your genre is or what your area of expertise is. Is. So, for example, if you have a very specific website, obviously you're going to match that to uh, – you, you want to go where your audience is or your future audience is. If you're taking notes as you're listening to this podcast, write that down. That's a good one. Um, go where your prospective audience is. And if you speak to a general audience, then, you know, you can go a lot of places. And, you know, a, a traditional – Um, you know, affiliate, like a network affiliate. So in the United States, we have NBC, Fox, ABC, CBS, or you might have an independent in your local market. And those TV is great. Where I would recommend it's a little easier to start is, um, you know, someone, especially if you're just starting out, Ani, I would absolutely recommend looking at places that are going to be very easy for you to get placement. So if you live in New York City or if you live in a very large city, then you're going to want to go kind of in the outskirts and maybe the smaller publications. You need to start there because it's a lot easier to get placement there. Mm-hmm. If you are a, um, you know, if your audience is, following a very popular blog, then obviously you want to, excuse me, you want to reach out to that blogger and you want to, um, while you're writing, you know, you want to be doing this before you publish. You want to tease, you know, journalists and let them know what you're working on. You want to get them involved by sharing with them, um, maybe just depending, and this is a personal choice, but maybe sharing samples of your work or example chapters. Mm -hmm. And you say, Hey, look, this is the direction. This is the storyline I'm thinking. What do you think about this? I know this is a subject that you're interested in. And so you start getting people enrolled in your vision and and what it is that you're looking to create. And people love being involved in the creation process. And if you let other people do that, sometimes you get really great ideas. Um, I know many authors will do a lot of interviewing and they'll, you know, to get more familiar with a subject medium. That's great. You know, even if you just interview people and you learn from people who you know, that uh, you aren't really going to use their work at all, but you just want to, um, you know, you just want to network. I think that's a great use of time. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, if that happens, finally you end up being on the news. How can you capitalize on that later on? Mm, yeah, you know, when you are in the interview, it's very important. Um, I didn't cover this that you know, if it's a TV interview, always you know, because so, a lot of people are like, oh, what am I supposed to do when I'm on TV? Okay, first off, let you know, interviewing 101, <laughs> look at the journalists. Do not look at the camera. Uh, you want to, and I think you, you and I talked about this, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and and because Ani, you had a wonderful piece uh, that was done on you and your work. Now, uh, obviously, I, I don't speak the language that you're <laughs> speaking, but I watched you and you did a phenomenal job. And here's why. When I watched the two of you, you and the, and the journalist, it was like um, two uh, you know, lovely people just having a conversation. It was natural. You came across as extremely comfortable. They did a very good job on on the uh, segment as a whole. Um, and, you know, it looked good. And so that's what you want to do. You want to have a friendly conversation. You want to smile. You, you know, just pretend like the cameras and all the lights are not there. That's, that's kind of what you want to go for. But you do want to speak in sound bites. So, for mm -hmm. example, you don't want to go on and on like I'm doing in this interview. <laughs> you want to, uh, you, you you really want to just speak in in sound bites, and the sound bite is is average sound bite is about seven seconds. Now, that's not to say that you can't go into detail, but if you know what the length of the segment in, and most TV segments are only going to be a couple of minutes long. So, for example, you and I, what you and I are doing right now, Ani, is this is a very long form interview. Yeah. So I can I have the luxury of sharing with your listeners more valuable content. If we were to have this interview on TV, I would be giving you 15 second, 15 to 20 second answers. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you know, you asked the question and it's a very good one. What do you do now that you've been on TV? Well, beforehand, there's, there's two things that you want to do. Number one is you want to make sure that they know how to reference you. You want to make sure that they know the title of your book. You're going to do this with the producer or the journalist beforehand mm -hmm. when you're coordinating it. And the best way to do this that I have found is that you just simply ask them the question, how do you how do you plan on introducing me or how, how do you plan on referring to me? Mm -hmm. And they'll usually say, oh, um, I don't know. How do you want to be referred to? And then you'll say, well, my name is, you know, say and pronounce your name and um, make sure they have the right spelling and all that. Um, and then just say, and the title of my book is dot, 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 and it's a story about, and then one sentence that kind of describes how you are intend on selling and, and branding and, and marketing your book, right? And so then when you get to the TV studio, you're going to re-emphasize that because I've gone into TV stations where you take care of all of that ahead of time. And usually it's in the smaller markets or it's in on the weekend where maybe you have the journalists that are a little bit younger or they might be up and comers and they forget, right? They, they Or they mispronounce your name 
or they don't even say your book title. And then you're like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> um, but so yeah. right before the interview, um, you just ask them that same question. Just say, oh, how are you planning on referring to me? And and that's a great thing to do. Otherwise, if you have a conversation and they don't credit you, then it was just a nice talk. And there's some benefit to it, but not as much as if they give you credit. You just want people to remember your name. I mean, that that was basically yeah. the reason I... Uh, Uh, I changed my second name, actually. I took a pen name yeah. because uh, I, I was just thinking that maybe not only Armenian media will be covering me at some point. <laughs> and, and um, you know, for foreigners, it would be absolutely impossible to pronounce my second name. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead. You say it, and then I'll see if I can pronounce it. Chibuchchan. <laughs> no, I, I, yes. No, Chibuchchan. I, 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 that's horrible. No, you're right. So, and no, the spell. And the spelling oh, is <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yeah, Ani, and what you talked about, I mean, this is branding. And so branding is so key. And when we talked about story, this is all part of that. I mean, you you are not only selling your book, you are always selling you. And you know, we were talking about um, you know, what you do with that media. And it's so important that you get That you know, because a lot of times you'll say, "Oh, I want to make sure I get a copy of this," and they will tell you, "Ani, I hear this all the time. Oh, well, it'll just be up on my website." Yeah, no, I know it's going to be up on your website, but we, I have seen this happen. Like when I've linked to uh, websites that have the video on on their site, and it's and done. Guess what? <laughs> it's gone in yeah. six months, and then it's like it never happened. It's like you're you're telling people that you were on Oprah, and you have no evidence of that. And so you want to make sure that you have a tuner, like a either a tuner card or a USB, um, where you can plug in a, a digital antenna into it, and then plug it into your computer. And you want to make sure you get a really good quality video copy of that. And then you want to get that as long as you can. If they tell you you can't, that's that's another thing. There are some stations that are sensitive to that. Um, but regardless, if it's over the air, you get a copy of it. And whether or not, you know, they say you could put it up on air or on, on YouTube or whatever, that'll be another thing. But I say if they don't if they don't say you can't, then make sure you put it up on YouTube and you embed that on your site. Because as you start to build your collection of TV segments and you include excerpts and links to uh, print stories, um, that is just going to make climbing the ladder of publicity so easy. Okay, so I, I should have spoken to you before doing the TV piece <laughs> because yeah, I didn't yeah. get the material myself. So. You know, so there is, um, because they had a good quality version, there's still some things you can do with screen capture. So you might want to look at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I see. <laughs> I see. It's, it won't be as high quality. And, you know, again, we're, I don't, you might want to check with the station. I will just say the legal, for the legal side of me, you say, make sure that you're communicating with the station about that. Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> I have known some people that, that are effective at screen capture at making sure that at least if nothing else, they get a qual, they get a copy of that for archival purposes. 
Okay, I see. So the the last question I would like just you know to recap everything we covered because we qu- covered quite a lot. Uh, so let's say we already understood that it's time consuming that you know they have to make effort uh, first of all to to get on the news, second to be uh, well presented on the news, and then you know to capitalize on that. Uh, but let's say uh, let's just explain shortly. I know it's obvious and everyone knows that, but Let's say someone is about a bit skeptical and says, "Why waste so much time on this? You know, I better keep on writing the second mm-hmm. book. You know, what do I need this for? What will be the impact for me? Mm. So, why is it important?" Yes, Ani, this is the million-dollar question that you just <laughs> asked right there, and this gets back to I, I, I referenced this book a lot because it was really a defining book for me as a business owner. And again, authors, you are a business owner. Most of you understand that. Some of you um, consider yourselves artists. And guess what? Artists are also business owners. There are very successful business owners and artists and, and authors that get, quote unquote, discovered. And then there are those who just die on the vine. And yes, they may have written the best book in the world, but you know what? No one ever heard about it. So they make no money and they can't support their great work. And I know we've heard great stories of those you know, those books that were, you know, that really were discovered and we're all hoping for that. But let me just tell you, please make your job easier. Go out, do your own publicity, make this a part of the business of writing. Because if you will, you increase your chances of becoming discovered so many times over. And so the book I reference is Michael Gerber's The E-Myth. And it really defined how I do business. And that is we want to create systems. And as business owners, the number one thing that we can do, even though we love what we do in terms of if we are a writer, if we are a blogger, if we do whatever we do, you might own a pie business. You might make the best pies in the world. But if you aren't out growing your business, then no one's going to eat your pies. That's the reality of it. And there's a lot we can do with social media. There's a lot we can do, you know, working, you know, with, you know, non-traditional newsrooms and non-traditional journalists. But make this job easy for you. Spend some time. Get good at this. Right? You don't have to hire a very expensive publicist right away. If you're a self-publisher and you don't have a publisher that's going to pay for it, Uh, as part of what they're not paying you, um, then again, you could learn this skill yourself. Regardless, it's going to serve you. But go out and grow your business. And the two most effective ways, Ani, to do this, number one, network like crazy. And number two is go out and use other people's platforms. And one of the easiest platforms I know to use are the media because that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to find interesting guests and they're supposed to, you know, talk all about you. So you just need to know how to navigate those waters. And then as you navigate those waters, how to perform. And if you could do those two things, that's all you have to do. And Ani, it is a skill that will pay you back 
for your entire life. And, and that's actually what I started at, at my website as I work with entrepreneurs and I work with as particularly digital entrepreneurs. So bloggers, those who are comfortable tech, not with technology, that's who I work with. Mm-hmm. And that's at, at my website is millions in freemedia.com. And I actually have a, a free hour-long training that goes into all of this. And then I work pro bono, um, particularly with authors as well, because I believe in entrepreneurs. Because I, I, I know that had I not gotten the success that I did, I wouldn't have created the success that I did with my company, and which has gone on to create over $5 million in business. So I want that for you. Okay, amazing. Okay, so the website once again, so people mm-hmm. who are who don't look at the notes, um, show notes can can recall how was that? Yeah, millions in freemedia.com. And what it does is I just tell you the story of exactly how I've been able to create over eight million dollars in free publicity for my own company. And as a result, I built a multi-million dollar company. And my, my original company, uh, Ani, is, is a company called Savings Angel. And we help people cut their grocery bill in half. And so, um, you know, it, it worked for me. And I'm really nobody special. Um, I'm, I'm really not that good at it, but I just kept doing it. And so I kind of learned, uh, you know, all the little hacks uh, that it takes to kind of get in and, and get all that publicity for yourself. Okay, I see. Okay, so I would like to conclude at the end that, you know, the the time they will be spending on PR is not wasted because, you know, as soon as they succeed and become famous, they should be doing it all the time anyway. So, you know, the sooner mm. they learn, you know, if if they don't present themselves very good on TV now, while not many people know them, by the time they will become famous, they will be a pro in that al- already. Yeah. So they better start now I like and that. grow that. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, I I really found out many new things for myself because, you know, I myself am am not uh, a PR person that much. So it was very useful. Yeah, Ani, none of us are, I would say. It it really is just like nobody, in my opinion, is born an actor or actress or nobody is born a pianist. These are just skills that we learn. And once you learn them, though, um, like riding a bike, you really don't forget. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, well, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, Thanks a lot for spending these 40 minutes with me and with my listeners. It was a great pleasure. It's my honor, Ani. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's all for today. And I really hope you enjoyed the interview. So all you have to do now is go ahead and write a wonderful, mind-blowing book. So later on, I can see you featured on a TV talking about that book and be proud of you.